0: Good Friday morning and welcome into 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Foley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of The Ohio Press Network. Of course, you can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. It's Friday, which means it's Open Line Friday, so call me, 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. What's on your mind? Uh, Whatever it is, let's chat about it. Uh, We have some guests lined up today. In just a moment, I'm going to welcome on Shannon Burns, and uh, we'll... Talk about the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee and uh, what you need to have on your radar there. Uh, at 1135, uh, Republican candidate for U.S. Senate Bernie Marino will be here to discuss this week's GOP debate, his most recent endorsements. He has a whole slew of them, including uh, President Donald Trump and uh, key happenings in that race. And uh, at 1206, we'll have another Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee member. Joe Miller will be here. Uh, We might talk about Senate Bill eighty three today and uh, other goings on in the Ohio State House, but before we do all of that, I want to welcome in Shannon Burns. Shannon is president of the Strongsville GOP and a member of the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee. Shannon, welcome in. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jack. Absolutely. So I'm gonna, you know, we've got some time here, uh, and I want to unpack this because one of the things I've learned over the past couple of years, I've covered the State Central Committee. A lot, but there aren't a lot of people who really understand what it is. Uh, sometimes they vote for a state central committee member and it might be in the county and they go, wait a minute, there's a state central committee too. So give us your best 30,000 foot view uh, thumbnail sketch of what the Republican Party state central committee is.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that the average voter, even the most connected voter, doesn't uh, pay a lot of attention to it um, until there's a point in time like uh, the current where it's so important. Um, State Central Committee is yeah, I I commonly refer to it as as the board, the uh, governing board of the state party. Uh, Role of the State Central Committee is to do most of the uh, traditional efforts of a a governing board. Uh, We elect the chairman. We approve the budget. And uh, we set the rules. Uh, we provide policy for the Republican Party uh, statewide, settle disputes between uh, county parties and other entities. And uh, especially, you know, number one focus for tomorrow's meeting is that when the uh, occasion happens, we endorse in both uh, primaries and general elections. Um, there's there's a lot of different uh, varying opinions on that topic. Love to hear more from from others and callers about that, but, uh, have my own to, to share, but that's right now, I think the number one topic of, of the day is will the state party endorse in some of these contested primaries and, and what will the rules be and, and, uh, what should we be doing considering, you know, the, the really crazy uh, year that we had this year with 22 of our house Republicans turning their back on the party, um, and in voting with the Democrats to pick a leader, uh, unexcusable uh, affront on the party. And, and definitely, um, yeah, I, I always say it's not even a, it's not an ideological topic. It's it's straightforward. They turn their back on the party.
0: Yes. And uh, I always remind listeners, uh, you've heard it a hundred times and I apologize, but if, if you go to the Ohio Press Network, um, you can search up bipartisanship or betrayal. And uh, that was really the foundational article that laid out what happened behind the scenes? Uh, there were 22 Republicans who partnered with Democrats in order that Jason Stevens would be speaker. And there's a, a laundry list of reasons that are given why that happened. But we cut uh, to the chase and talked about why it happened. It was about power. It was about money. And uh, it was really about lobbyists. And so, Shannon, um, <clears throat> before we get into talking more about those 22 who partnered with Democrats and uh, turned their back on the majority of Republicans, uh When you talk about contested primaries, you're talking about, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, state reps, state senators. But what about central committee members? When are you up for election?
1: So we right now we're up for election every two years, even year during the primary. Yep. So we are up for election March 19th. Um, And I say right now that because after uh, 2026, the bylaws, we voted to change the bylaws and that will become a four year term after 26. So instead of every two years, it'll be every four years, but always um, during the even years primary.
0: So here's a dumb question. I don't know that many of our listeners even know uh, who, who the candidates are that are running for state central committee. Uh, where would the average listener right now, for example, I live in Richland County and I'm thinking, all right, who, who's running? <laughs> who do I need to do research on? Uh, where do you direct people?
1: So it's actually a really interesting question because it's sort of confusing even more so than normally. Normally you could go to Rich and Connie's board of elections website and be able to see who's filed for that seat. Uh, but this, there's a, a bit more complexity to it. We run in the state Senate district. So for instance, I'm in the 24th state Senate district, which is the Southwest side of Cuyahoga County up in the Cleveland area. And, um, uh, Traditionally speaking, you could just go to the Board of Elections, but uh, the rule in Ohio is is if your Senate district goes over multiple counties, the county with the highest population is the one that uh, fields the candidates, that that, uh, records the candidates, that is. Uh, So in your case, you'd have to go uh, to... Uh, the Richland County Board of Elections, and, and if, if not that one, then we'd, you'd have to determine the most populous one in the state Senate district. I will tell you that our organization, StrongsvilleGOP.org, uh, will have a full list of candidates up shortly. Uh, we're going through the process right now of, of vetting candidates, but we will have that and, and may even have some endorsements lo- locally, um, that we can share. But, uh, some of the, uh, more, the conservative groups around the state, um, and others are sharing the slate of candidates that are that are out there. So I think I think, uh, Jack, I'm happy to share a couple of links with you um, that you can share with your listeners.
0: Absolutely. And one of those being Strongsville GOP standing for Grand Old Party. StrongsvilleGOP.org. Um, well, thank you for unpacking that, Shannon. Um, <laughs> I know it sounds remedial, um, But you just said something that that reminded me. It's really interesting to me how how nuanced this is and how a lot of this is really hard to unearth. Um, But let's talk about – I got an email this morning. um, And in full transparency, I got some phone calls last night too. Uh, I got an email this morning from the Ohio Republican Party, and they have a – they've announced a state central committee meeting uh, that will be held virtually tomorrow, January 27th. what is afoot in that meeting? What do our listeners need to be aware of right now?
1: The two orders of business. Uh, one is uh, required by our bylaws to approve a, a, a budget for the committee. Not too exciting. Um, I think that you know, our new chairman, uh, Alex Triantafilou, and, and his team have done a, a fine job starting to put the uh, organization on a good financial fit, footing. it has been some issues in the past, and I think that we're on a pathway to uh, getting past that um but uh, so the budget will be one of the first things uh don't expect too much uh controversy with that uh the second will be endorsements um now endorsements in front of us right now would be the primary the March 19th primary um potentially you could see endorsements in state rep state senate uh US Senate US uh US House it's all, all possibilities um, although i'd say likely The only endorsements we are likely to see come out of the meeting tomorrow are going to be state house and state senate, Um, and the reason for that is that there are there's a different set of rules for each of these categories. But a general rule of thumb, and I'll I'll tell you a couple of the exceptions that are coming up. Uh, tomorrow, but general rule of thumb uh, that the bylaws of the state party have is that if you're an incumbent, you require a 50% vote of the committee to be endorsed, and if you're a, a non-incumbent, even if you're challenging an incumbent, it requires a two-thirds vote uh, to be endorsed. Uh, that's you know, those are the rules that are agreed to. Those are the the bylaws of the committee. Um, we do have uh, a what's called an endorsement
0: policy. Uh, review Shannon, community. let me stop you there and, real quick. Shannon, I, I yeah, apologize. Sure. So I, I was writing it down while you were speaking. And by the way, we've got about a minute and a half. Can you stick with me on the other side of this break? Because I do have more questions. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. So you mentioned the rule of thumb. You said uh, 50% vote. And um, if you're a non-incumbent, uh, two-thirds vote. Is that, if, is that for uh, any office
1: Generally speaking, and I could go through all the scenarios with okay. you, but generally speaking, that is the overarching rule uh, that exists in the bylaws. The um, state, uh, state rep, and state senate have uh, we've established some ad- additional rules that are a little bit more confusing. But yes, if you're an incumbent, fifty percent; if you're not an incumbent, two thirds.
0: Okay, so the reason why so for I asked
1: is when we when we endorsed President Trump in December. We had to achieve and did achieve a two-thirds vote of the committee to endorse President Trump.
0: That makes sense. And I was going to say that is that is one endorsement that you've already uh, passed. So with respect to uh, – we've only got about 30 seconds here, but this is what we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. With respect to state representatives and state senators, um, it, what I'm hearing is if, if someone is already an incumbent, let's say they're a member of the Blue 22, um, they only need 50 to, percent to be endorsed. Is that correct?
1: Well, that would be the case, but I think this would be a great uh, teaser for coming up after the break because we've had a fight during our our subcommittee for the endorsement policy, and I was able to successfully pass a rule that would require a two-thirds vote for any candidate that's been censored in the last two years.
0: Oh, Stay tuned. We're going to talk about why that's important uh, next here on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back in to The Bruce Hooley Show. This is Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. You're getting a treat today. This is one of those inside baseball type of conversations, but you know what? They're important because without this knowledge, it's really hard to make good, informed decisions about your party. And uh, by the way, <laughs> the Ohio Republican Party, uh, the state central committee, that, that's where the power resides. Uh, the, the ability for that committee to endorse, financially back, help candidates, uh, it makes a massive difference in not only primaries but who goes forward in the general election. And a lot of voters often complain to me, oh, it's the lesser of two evils. OK, well, then get involved at your county level. Get involved with the state central committee and make sure that you have people there uh, that you know represent your interests. Uh, I'm talking with Shannon Burns. He is president of Strongsville GOP. He is a member of the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee. Uh, Shannon, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, Love to, Jack.
1: Love uh, okay. talk
0: to the inside baseball, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, Shannon's one of the best inside baseball guys, by the way. We, we, we chat a lot. Um, before we went to break, you alluded to the fact that previously it, uh, it would have taken uh, only 50 percent approval – to endorse candidates, but you uh, moved uh, in a recent meeting to move that threshold to two thirds correct
1: that's right, yes, yeah, so we had a, what's called the endorsement policy review committee. It sounds sort of sort of boring, but it was a critical meeting because it sets the stage. You know we still have to approve that policy at the start of this meeting tomorrow, but uh, with that rule in place. Uh, any any candidate and this such a logical idea Jack So candidate does a really bad thing so much so that the party stands up and does the, so the very infrequent action of censoring that candidate hits the news It's uh, affected has caused people to run against these candidates a lot of uh, scrutiny on these candidates and these elected officials and The idea that you could reverse that with a simple majority vote um, it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, you're going to, you're going to stand up and censure these candidates. Then my case I made to the committee was that we should be very purposeful because endorsing the candidate is effectively the same thing as saying the censure no longer applies. It's not important anymore. Uh, clearly it's important. Clearly the voters of of Ohio care that their elected Republicans that they send to Columbus stick with the party and vote for a leader within the party. Um, so, we, i made the case that you need a two-thirds vote. You should have a two-thirds vote of the committee. Be very purposeful in overturning that censure and endorsing these candidates. And endorsing those candidates not only is a badge of honor, but it also means money. It means a That's significant right. amount of money uh, for those candidates. So it's, it's an important decision, and I think that we're in a good position tomorrow to prevent that, but not without opposition. You know, there's the committee, this subcommittee, Um, that was appointed by uh, this administration was split almost 50-50. In fact, the vote was 10 to 9 on the committee uh, to make it very difficult for these Blue 22 to get uh, endorsed.
0: So there were Um, nine people who who wanted to potentially keep that threshold lower. And and in your mind, is it because they wanted to endorse the Blue 22? Or at least certain members, because not all of them are running
1: yeah some said exactly that i mean you know one of the one of the members said how can we how can we continue to um you know something extent how how can we continue to uh give a hard time to these candidates for one bad vote right <laughs> how do we keep punishing them for one bad vote i mean and, and others were well, i just want to win um but but in what regards, and obviously, you know, the discussion of I just want to win uh, doesn't go very far when winning means the Democrats get power.
0: Well, and so, that's, that's, the, uh, that's think, the point, yes. So do you think this passes tomorrow, even, by the you, way, this two-thirds?
1: Um, so so it's a really interesting position, right? I think that this committee is an inside baseball committee. It has traditionally, uh, and when I say traditionally before four years ago, this committee basically just did whatever the chairman wanted them to do. That's uh, right. And that's just sort of the way it works, right? And remember, there's a storied past to this organization, right? Matt Borges was uh, chair of this organization um, and, and others that that caused some problems for the organization of men a chair. You know, we, we have a chair now that I think is a, a good man at Taki's, uh, committed to uh, process. And, you know, he's b- very committed to not allowing this party to make this mistake again. Uh, so I do think that with Alex Triantafilo as chair, that uh, those that still look at the chair um, to, for guidance on these, because they, they quite frankly, unfortunately, just don't pay attention themselves, even though they're in the position. Um, I think that uh, his leadership should lead us towards getting this passed. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you know, his his say so will help sway some of these more. Um, well, shall we call moderate or or not a moderate, but more establishment members, members that don't really think as much for themselves on these topics. And uh, that that will be uh, telling, you know, hopefully his leadership is is what it is.
0: So we've got about uh, two minutes here and uh, I want to I want to go this direction. Well, uh, first of all, not all 22 of those members are up for reelection, correct?
1: Well, seventeen of them are are running for re-election in the House. I think uh, two are going over to the, trying to go over the center, and a couple were um, term limited. Or, I'm sorry, seventeen total are there. For, I think five were term limited, but you're correct. Some of them aren't. All would be up for re-election if they weren't for term limits or moving. Um, so, so you know, the House is every two years. So okay, that, that makes every sense. Every member of the House is up for election this year.
0: So, if you if you had to guess, um... Do you think that any members of the Blue 22 will get endorsed by the Ohio Republican Party tomorrow?
1: Yeah, sure, I hope not. Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of members like myself that are committed to holding them accountable, letting the voters decide. If the voters truly think that they should be given another chance, then let the voters be the ones that choose that. The party shouldn't be the one that's uh, putting a thumb on the scale for them. Um, I will tell you, I mean, there's there are definitely members. And, and what I was starting to say before is this rule is what's being presented. So if members want to give them a pass and want to give them a, an easier shot of getting endorsed, they're going to have to stand up and argue in front of the committee why these Blue 22 members deserve an endorsement and why they deserve an easier pathway to endorsement. And then voters have to hold those, those members accountable. You know, the, the Ohio Republican Party is going to be streaming this meeting live on their Facebook page. Yep. Um, you know, unfortunately, this one's being done Uh, through zoom you know traditionally almost every single meeting is done in person about 30 Um, seconds yep voters to be there and and witness and and uh, see how votes happen Uh, this will be a little bit cloaked in uh, secrecy because it's uh, online but nonetheless you'll be able to see it and and, uh, review what your member does and how they how they vote in this circumstance
0: he's shannon burns he's president of the strongsville gop shannon thank you for breaking that down for us today
1: Thanks, Jack. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on.
0: Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth.
1: It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching